three, two, one, let's go. Welcome back to Mission Forge. I am Bobby Jankovic, and Mission Forge is the podcast where we engage each other, empower one another, and in doing so, we elevate the world around us, especially, but not limited to, the world to real estate. And the message today is simple and powerful, and it involves tinkering with your business. Tinkering is a very scientific word, isn't it? But uh, this this concept came to me yesterday. It it flows with um, it flows with my mind and the way I, I try to uh, teach uh, business real estate to agents and the way I operate my my office and my personal business. Um, it came to me in a, a twofold capacity. And I thought, well, this is too good to pass up. You know, sometimes you get a message and you see it in other places and you're like, hey, this is something we've got to solidify and talk about and, um, and it, it elevate so that other people can hear about it. So yesterday, here's the backdrop. I want to give credit, total credit where credit is due. Um, our, our good friends, the mortgage lenders at New Res, formerly Caliber, Teresa Rutherford and Allison and Candace put on a wonderful series um, at the James River Country Club for young uh, professionals, don't have to be young professionals, called um, Uncommon Influence. And this was um, navigating through adversity or progressing through adversity. Um, an Uncommon Influence speaker, founder, uh, Kevin Harrison was there. And this was the second year I had attended his speak speech, his program. And he does a fantastic job. I won't go into that right now, but he's a really dynamic uh, individual and does a, a really well-prepared um, program. But yesterday, and, and his, his backdrop is um, he used to be a Chick-fil-A operator, a local Chick-fil-A operator. So he's got, you know, first of all, most people love Chick-fil-A. Um, and if you haven't had the chance to go, you, you just don't know, right? You don't know what you don't know, but um, a local Chick-fil-A operator. So uh, near and dear to my heart, my family's heart, you know, because we've been to his stores many times. Didn't know it until recently, um, but he has the, the knowledge and uh, association with the founder of Chick-fil-A and he talked about how he got started and how the business came to be and the, and the really amazing thing is that you go to Chick-fil-A now and what they've done locally with their drive-throughs is phenomenal and I mean this was started before COVID like what they were doing with their drive-throughs but the the impact that the COVID restrictions had on the drive-throughs certainly helped but you go back and, and see how Chick-fil-A came up. It, it was not, and nothing to do with drive-through. Um, it started as um, a, a, a restaurant inside of a mall, which, well, before that, it was a standalone place that wasn't called Chick-fil-A, but that, and that's where the Chick-fil-A sandwich was created. And then he, the owner, um, Mr. Kathy, tried to open a restaurant inside of a mall, which was a new concept in and of itself. And anyways, Kevin, the speaker, just talked about how Mr. Kathy kept 
tinkering, tinkering. He tinkered with the chicken. He removed the bone. He changed the spices. He wanted to cook it faster. He wanted to get the cooking time down so that he could serve more customers, tinkering, tinkering. And then he went to put the restaurant in the mall, the new mall, and they didn't want to have any restaurants in the mall, if you can believe that. That was kind of a funny thing. They said, people don't want to come to the mall to eat. And wow, how that has changed. So, But he was rejected when he wanted to bring that concept to to the um, the mall developers. And so he had to go back and tinker and tinker and tinker with his proposal, which, you know, finally, obviously was successful. And so the next, the original sort of expansion of the Chick-fil-A concept was inside of these malls. And um, that started to fall flat when the popularity of malls started to go away. So they tinkered and tinkered and tinkered and finally ended up with a standalone concept that was going to have a drive-through. And boy, apparently the executives and the higher-ups at Chick-fil-A, many of them thought this was just utterly, utterly ridiculous. It's never going to be successful. Nobody wants to drive through. And how wrong could they have been? But the point is, Chick-fil-A is now wildly successful, obviously, and they close down Chick-fil-A's and they expand their drive-throughs and they modify and they tinker and they tinker and tinker and they can move so much traffic through these drive-throughs because of their innovations. Um, he talked about the taking the order away from the where you talk to the box and you know and you give your order and then you drive forward and bringing the, the employees out to um, take the orders from the people while they were approaching and how that's that was a, an effect of tinkering but it was based on what they were hearing from the customers and how they didn't like to talk to the box and it gave the kitchen time to get started on the food a little bit earlier and it just increased capacity and so now you have this system that moves so much many orders and so many customers through and then other people that weren't tinkering on their restaurants and their drive-throughs and whatnot are left kind of flat-footed, not knowing what has happened here, you know. Um, so that's that's example number one. The, the, the word was used throughout the presentation yesterday to tinker, to tinker, to tinker with your business. And look what it has done for, for the customers and the owners and employees of Chick-fil-A at their drive-through. Example number two, was uh, a podcast that I was listening to uh, from the founder of uh, the co-founder of Remax, uh, Dave Linegar, has um, has a nice podcast, and his current series is on franchising, which he obviously is a franchisor uh, of Remax and and some a few other things, but he talked about talking specifically about the relationship between the franchisor and the franchisee and how we're really partners and um, the franchisor has to bring certain things to the to the equation and to the relationship and the franchisee has to bring certain things to the relationship and 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 he made a, a an admission that I was it was really kind of uh, frankly a little bit shocked I'd never heard heard him say this or anybody say this he said all of our best and brightest ideas did not come from the boardroom or the think tank. They all came from the field and that his 
company, his his uh, corporate staff spends a lot of time in the field, and I, I can attest to that. We we get our, our reps come visit us and talk to us a lot, um, and give us opportunities to come to smaller regional events and, and national events and whatnot. And so there's a lot there's this constant cadence of interaction throughout the year. There's several opportunities to you know, express what's going on, what needs to happen, what we're seeing, what, you know, what are you going to do about, what can we do about, and this constant, for lack of a better word, tinkering, you know, now Dave didn't use the word tinkering, but I thought, you know, this is the same thing. We're always analyzing what's going on and what can be done about it. What are the needs? Where can we go to solve this? How can we make it better, 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 better? And he used the example, he went outside of the Remax and was talking about uh, to illustrate the point that he had just made uh, about the best ideas of Remax coming from, uh, in, in essence, the broker owners and, and the agents out here in the field, um, that the the breakfast sandwich, another franchise, obviously McDonald's, um, they didn't have breakfast. It was lunch. The restaurant opened at 11 or whatever it was. And, and um, one of the restaurants was... Uh, had opened recently and was doing good or, or starting to grow its business. And then this massive road construction project opened up in front of his business and it just killed lunch. It killed lunch and, and it did a big number on dinner. Um, and so the owner operator started, you know, to hem and haw and, and wonder what he was going to do. And, and in observation would notice that when he would get there to open up the restaurant for the lunch hour, which was going to be disastrous, there were always these massive number of construction workers. So through a little bit of talking and whatnot, he came up with uh, a breakfast sandwich, which we're all familiar with, the uh, Egg McMuffin. And he decided that he was going to, he saw a need, uh, he found a solution, and he was going to execute and, and serve the, the consumer uh, by serving breakfast sandwich and decided to open up early. And so he started coming in extra early, making this new product to um, get him over this hump of adversity. And um, until the construction project was over, well, the corporate folks saw what he was doing at some point and came in and said, hey, you know, you're going against your franchise agreement. Um, you know, you're not supposed to be open early. You know, you're going, you're only supposed to serve these certain menu items that we have available uh, through your franchise agreement. And, and you're not allowed to do that. And he said, look, you've got to work with me here and explain the whole situation about the construction project and how the, if he didn't adapt to the situation, he was going to lose his business. And, um, you know, the representatives end up going back to corporate and analyzing the situation said, hey, this is actually a really good idea. And as you know, that it became one of the biggest success stories of McDonald's is their breakfast. Um, some people go there just for that now. And the breakfast sandwich world has expanded and spread to other businesses. So tinkering, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back to the, the tinkering idea always be thinking about your business, always be working on your business, always be paying attention to what the needs are. Listen to the consumers, listen to the customers, listen to the clients and pay attention to what they're really saying and how can you adapt? How can you 
uh, zig and zag and, and adjust and, and what modifications can you make? What tools are available to you to make those modifications? Do you spend time talking to other practitioners about not about um, problems, but about solutions? You know, be always be solutions minded, always be thinking about how you can make your business better. How can you do things a little bit better, a little bit um, more efficient? Um, and you always want to keep the eye on the prize, which is taking care of the consumer. Thank you so much for joining me on Mission Forge. Please like and subscribe to Mission Forge and share this with somebody if you think it has value and will help them. Have a good day.